this is the 100th episode, 100 conversations that I've had. Holy guacamole. And after chatting with over 100 mamas who've been there, there are three massive takeaways that I've learned, along with millions of other tips and tricks. However, these three elements are essential to remember in order for us to have the smoothest and most rewarding journey into motherhood as we possibly can. And today, I'm here to share them with you. No matter where you are in your motherhood journey, if you incorporate these three elements into your life today, you will start to feel more empowered, more in control, which I know we all often feel we need more of, and less overwhelmed. Now, I'm not promising that just by adding these three elements that you'll never feel stress ever again and you'll never be an emotional mess sometimes. I mean, I don't live in dreamland. I know the reality of life. (laughs) But I can promise you that if you implement these three elements into your daily life today, you will slowly start to feel your journey soften, come with more ease, and most importantly, feel supported. You are listening to the Mamas in Training podcast, and I'm your host, learning right alongside you, Jessica Lorian. I've decided to learn about motherhood before I actually am one, because my autoimmune disease is delaying my journey. Listen along as I interview experts about what they wish they had known before becoming a mom. My mission here is to give you support and community, so you know you are not alone. Now, on to the show. Before we dive in, I just need to take a moment to give a huge thank you to you. Number one, for listening every week, every Wednesday, and for being a part of this journey with me in learning about motherhood. Secondly, for sharing with your friends and with other mamas that you come in contact with. By sharing the podcast with others, our community will grow and our web will just get bigger and bigger and more connected. Thirdly, by reviewing. Your reviews are, first of all, what give me the feedback to know what I need to do better and what I'm doing right so that I can give you more of that. Your reviews also help the analytics show our podcast to more women like you and more women who need the support of this community. Thank you also for joining our Facebook community, which if you're not a part of yet, I can't wait to see you in there. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and be welcomed by a bunch of other wonderful women who are in your shoes. And lastly, but most importantly, thank you for inspiring me. Your words of support have meant the world to me and it's helped me on my journey and I hope that it ends up helping you as well. Because at the end of the day, Like I always say, we're in this together. So thank you for listening, for sharing, for reviewing, for being a part of our community, and for inspiring me on my motherhood journey. You know, we study many other things in life, sometimes for years and years, but something that massively changes you physically and emotionally, within a period of 18 months, we maybe will read some books or take a few short classes Maybe ask some friends and family and then hope for the best. Well, in my opinion, if we have the opportunity and the privilege to, we should do better for our bodies, for ourselves, and for our future little ones. You as a woman and as a future mother deserve it. Now, I know we can figure it out. Yes, we are so good at that. Give us a task as women especially and watch us far surpass that task. Even if it's 
bearing and birthing a child, and, and we'll call ourselves super mom, super woman. But listen, we don't have to figure it out, and we don't have to be super anything. And especially, we don't have to do it alone. So I encourage you, if you're an aspiring mom like me, first of all, I'm so happy you're here and you're learning with me. And I encourage you to go back, check out the other previous 99 episodes, hear from other moms about their experience, and learn from them and what they wish they had known. And if you're already a mom, share the podcast with a woman in your life who desires to bear children one day. I mean, the best thing that we can do is to start letting this information seep into our brains just a tiny bit. And before we know it, we'll have a beautiful picture of all the possibilities. And be just a tiny bit more prepared for what's to come. Not to mention that this podcast is free and very few things in motherhood are free. (laughs) Okay, so I'll get off my big soapbox and hop onto a smaller one to tell you about the three most important elements of motherhood. Number one, advocate for yourself. I'm sure you've heard this a lot, but what does it actually mean? Well, This can and should be something that you are doing often throughout your pregnancy, birthing journey, postpartum, and beyond. And the more that you do this, the easier it'll actually become. So as you know, I've not become a mom yet, but I do have a quick story to tell you about my experience with advocating for myself. So I'm not a mom, as you may know, because I have an autoimmune disease. And you can learn more in episode 94, where I share my story and a really exciting update. But basically, back in 2011, I was diagnosed with psoriasis. Two years after having psoriasis and being diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, I actually started to develop these other little spots in and around my ankles and my feet. And they didn't look like psoriasis. They didn't feel like psoriasis. I knew that it was something different. And so I went to my dermatologist and I said, can you please biopsy this? This is different and I need to know what it is. And they said, nope it's psoriasis. I said, well, that's great, but I think it's different. It feels different. It looks different. Please do a biopsy. And they said, well, I am 99% sure that it is psoriasis. And I said, well, once again, I really appreciate that. But what I would like for you to do is take a biopsy so we know for sure. And anyway, after multiple back and forths like this, he ended up taking the biopsy. And guess what? It was not psoriasis. It was something called vasculitis which was the swelling of my blood vessels. And as I found out afterward from my rheumatologist, if I had let that go, it could have become a very serious issue for me. And so if I had not advocated for myself and told this doctor who supposedly knows everything, no, this is what I want, and please do this test, I could have been in some serious danger. And so at the end of the day, you know your body. You have an innate intuition and a motherly instinct. So follow that and listen to that inner voice at all times. I want to give you two examples of how you can advocate for yourself in birth that you might not have thought about. So in one of the previous episodes, I interviewed Nikki Bergen, who's the founder of the Bell and the Bump Method. And she described a type of pushing that is often encouraged when you go to hospitals. And this is called purple pushing. And if you don't know what purple pushing is, basically it's when you take a big deep breath, as they tell you, and bear down and push like you're going to be pushing out a poop. 
And what ends up kind of happening is like your face turns purple. And so what it sounds like is this, you take a big deep breath and all the blood vessels in your face are popping and everything like that. Well, actually the pressure, as I learned from Nikki, that you may be putting on your pelvic floor and on all of the orifices down there could actually be more stressful than helpful. And so instead, you can do a type of pushing that includes and is supported by breathing. And so I want to encourage you, if you're going to go through birth at a hospital or even with a midwife and someone is to recommend this type of purple pushing, you have all the right to advocate for yourself and say, thank you, but actually this is the way that I'm going to push because I know that this is what's better for me and for my body. Another way that you can advocate for yourself is requesting skin to skin. So most recently, in an episode about breastfeeding, Jada Shapiro from Boober recommended the importance of skin-to-skin and how it can actually help promote and encourage milk production. But skin-to-skin is something that if you don't request, they could sweep your baby off right away, wash them, clean them, and not provide that moment of skin-to-skin right away when is most necessary and most important. So this is another area where if this is something that you want, advocate for yourself. And think about it this way. If your child or future child wasn't being treated in a way that helped them thrive or supported them, wouldn't you tell them to stand up for themselves, to speak up and speak out, to make their voice heard? So why would you do anything different than that for yourself? However, in order to truly advocate for yourself, You need element number two as well, the research. So number two is know your birth preferences and make an outline or more commonly known as a birth plan. However, be ready and willing for it to adjust. So when I was recently interviewing Jada from Boober, she said that they refer to your birth plan as birth preferences. And I kind of thought that was genius because the second element is two parts. It's knowing what you want and then being ready for it to change. The best way that I've learned to really know what all of your options are is to talk to others and hear other people's stories. Do things like listening to this podcast, reading books, and fully dive into everything. This includes the things that you don't want. Of course, none of us ever want a C-section, although I have heard of some women who do want a C-section, but that's uncommon, right? I mean, it's most common to want a natural birth. However, it's important to learn about C-sections, what they entail, what the recovery is, so that in the event that you are required to have a C-section, you already have some understanding of what will take place. I like to describe it as drinking from the fire hose, Take all of the information that you can in, and then you'll be able to sift through all of the details and know what works best for you. A perfect example of preparing for things that you don't expect came from episode 74, when I spoke with Erin Moore, all about formula. So if you're planning on breastfeeding, you might not even take a glance at formulas. However, there are many different kinds, types, and brands of formula. So Erin was saying, when you're expecting, even if you plan on breastfeeding, do the research now and actually pick out a formula. Actually purchase it and bring it with you to the hospital. Because God forbid something happens with either your infant or you or the breastfeeding journey and that baby needs a formula, 
you know that you've already picked one out. You've already okayed it. And maybe it's not the way that you wanted your plan or your preference to go, but you know that you're okay with this decision. And so instead of feeling like you're at a loss because now your baby has to have a formula and you don't know if the formula that the hospital is going to be giving your baby is okay and what you would want, all of that worry is gone. So these are a couple examples of how if we do the research, if we make an actual list of your preferences, and then we're ready to ride the wave of unpredictability in motherhood, it'll make things a little bit smoother. And it's also important to know that this continues throughout the motherhood journey. I mean, when your child is going through a medical challenge or they're navigating something at school, you're going to have to do some research and know what all the options are. Make a plan or a preference list and then adapt accordingly. Now, especially while you are in the act of birthing, the best way to help support those preferences is to enlist the help and support of someone like a doula and or a partner to speak for you or encourage you to speak up if necessary. And these people are a huge part of our third and last element, which is community. Now, in my opinion, community is made up of three parts. Number one, your immediate community of help, being your partner, close family, friends, anyone whom you enlist as additional help that maybe you pay for, like a doula, a lactation consultant, Um, a postpartum doula. Those exist, by the way, if you didn't know. They're there just to take care of you postpartum. A babysitter, etc., etc. The second part of community is your extended circle of community. So maybe your long-distance friends that might set up a meal train, or your mom meetup groups, different classes that you might take, birthing classes, lactation classes that you might take, and the people that are involved in them. And finally, the third part of your community is your removed community. So it's that unbiased opinion. Maybe people who have been there so that you know that you're not alone. And these could be found in online support groups, like Facebook groups, memberships, etc. But all parts of community are essential for you to have a successful journey into and through motherhood. You know, we'll often hear, it takes a village, but... I think it first takes a woman who creates that village for herself. There's something strong about knowing that you need help. And if you're the fortunate one who just has a massive community that naturally forms around you, then I am praising you and giving you all of the applause. That is just fantastic. But most people do not have that develop on its own. So that means that we have to do what so often we hate doing. Ask for help and create that community on our own. If we start from the beginning asking for help, whether it's asking your partner to take out the trash today or that's asking a friend to come over and hold your baby so you can shower or nap, we have to begin the asking. Once we begin asking and actually create this community around ourselves like our own little support bubble, we'll begin to feel more empowered, strong, And most importantly, joyful. Joyful in motherhood. There are so many parts to this journey that can be unknown, scary, and foreign to us. But by having a community to lean on, some of those feelings will start to diminish. So no matter where you are in this journey, I encourage you to number one, 
advocate for yourself. Number two, do your research and know what all your options are and be ready for them to take another course, if necessary. And finally, number three, build that community one layer at a time. In speaking about community, I cannot leave you without reminding you that if you're looking for that third element of community, I have one for you in the Mamas in Training free Facebook community. You can be welcomed with open arms to an amazing group of women who are in your shoes right now. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes that says Facebook community and join us and be ready to be supported and uplifted. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you again. I wish you a beautiful holiday season. I'll be back in the new year with season three. So I'm just going to take a couple weeks off and then we'll be back with an amazing season three. But these past two years and this past hundred episodes have just been truly life-changing for me. So until then, binge away on the past 100 episodes and reach out to me. I'd love to hear where you are in your motherhood journey and how I can continue to support you. Remember, we're in this together. If you enjoyed the show today, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so I know how to better serve you. I'd also love for you to join our community of Mamas in Training on Facebook. You can find me at Mamas in Training on Instagram and at mamasintraining.com. For Mamas in Training, I'm Jessica Lorian. We're in this together. <laughs>